Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Wednesday, October 7th. S&P futures are rebounding about 18 points. That is about 55 basis points. NASDAQ futures are rebounding about 55 points, and that is about 50 basis points. So you're seeing a moderate rebound in U.S. futures following yesterday's sell-off. The major European indices are trading flat to down small. So remember, the Trump Twitter tirade occurred after the European close. So the fact that we're essentially just flat in Europe um, is somewhat encouraging this morning. Obviously, you're not seeing a big reaction in markets. You are seeing an anti-cyclical bias in European trading, just looking at some of the sectoral trends. So banks, autos, energy are underperforming. All those groups are still up very nicely on a week-to-date basis. So European banks are still up about 4% week-to-date, even after uh, this morning's pullback. Most of Asia traded relatively well. Uh, the major indices were flat to higher. Mainland China was closed again um, for its holiday. So not much new news to talk about overnight. Obviously, the big development in the last 18 hours were uh, you know, were the, the fiscal stimulus updates that that uh, Trump announced on Twitter yesterday. You know, so I'm just kind of reviewing where things stood. Last Thursday, the fiscal negotiation process looked all but dead. It was revived a little bit as Trump was diagnosed, went to the hospital. Um, the thought was that could help bring the two sides together and reach some type of a consensus. Mnuchin and Pelosi were negotiating. You know, remember, there are three factions in this entire process. There is a White House, there are Senate Republicans, there are House Democrats. The White House, uh, specifically Mnuchin, and House Democrats were inching towards some type of a compromise. There was still a gap between them. But the, uh, you know, the chasm between Senate Republicans and House, House Democrats was always extraordinarily wide, um, you know, most likely insurmountably wide. So I don't think markets, again, the, the big focus for markets in the last couple of weeks, as we've seen this cyclical rotation, as you've seen yields rise, has been more on what could occur on the fiscal front if Democrats were to sweep on November 3rd. Um, that was the main drive for the market. That is still very much intact this morning. Um, you know, I think for the most part at this point in time, the market looks at Trump as more of a lame duck distraction than anything else. Um, you know, he is attempting to insert himself into the political process and stay relevant. He's looking to project strength after a medical setback. Um, but until you see a dramatic shift in polls, I think the markets very much view him as being a one-term president. They are positioning for what comes next. They're looking at poll figures and trying to determine who will control the levers of power come January of 2021. So, you know, Trump will again, insert himself and, and attempt to stay relevant in the process. But um, the, the focus very much is on the post-Trump political regime. Um, now, obviously, that could change, but you know, you'd have to see some dramatic shifts in the political landscape. So long story short on fiscal policy, you know, we're less than 30 days away from the election. The market, for the most part, has been driven based on, again, what happens um, after the election in 2021. And that is still very much on track. Um, in terms of major incremental news for this morning, you had a couple of the economic numbers. None of them were particularly relevant. You had not many um, earnings updates or pre-announcements. Again, we're kind of in this very quiet period of time ahead of the earnings season, which kicks off next Tuesday. Um, so relatively slow, quiet in terms of uh, major news. Um, you know, on the political front, no, no major polls for this morning. But in the last 72 hours, you've seen a slew of polls come out. Um, all of them are, are, are quite damaging for Trump, uh, especially the national ones. On the battleground states, the, Florida is still very close, so that's obviously a must-win state for Trump. But you're seeing, um, you know, a lot of the Midwest, uh, you're, you know, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, 
those states are increasingly pulling away from Trump. Um, you've had a couple of Pennsylvania polls out in the last couple of days, all uh, pointing to very large Biden leads. Um, you know, again, I think the the consensus right now in that there's, you know, the market is very optimistic as far as what could occur in the fiscal front, assuming a Democratic sweep. Um, you know, and I get that narrative and, and markets are embracing it at the moment, but I continue to push back and just say that um, in its totality, when you kind of look at um, what Biden is proposing in terms of spending and tax, if you look at the state of fiscal stimulus already, I think the conversation around fiscal stimulus is very much one that um, implies current policy is very restrictive and that could not be further from the case. Fiscal policy is already enormously accommodative. Um, and so I, did, I think when you look at all of it in totality, um, a full democratic sweep is not going to be, um, a, you know, a very bullish, favorable environment for equities. I, you know, all that, you know, and I appreciate at the moment how, you, you know, it is helping to catalyze this cyclical rotation. But I think markets should just be careful what they wish for, um, you know, come next spring, next summer, when you start to see, um, you know, some of the policies that, that are in writing on in terms of Biden's platform possibly get put into action. Um, on the monetary policy front, nothing incrementally. You heard from a lot of senior officials yesterday morning. Um, Lagarde, uh, Powell, and Caruda also spoke. Um, you know, monetary policy, I think, for the most part, is on the sidelines for the moment. They've all done, they've all taken extraordinary actions. They all are providing enormous monetary accommodation. I think they are prepared to do more. They are just waiting to see how a lot of events unfold, specifically the election, specifically U.S. fiscal, um, you know, fiscal policy. Obviously, the Fed um, and Powell was very explicit yesterday in calling on uh, Congress to take incremental fiscal action. He thinks it's very critical to help sustain and bolster the recovery. But we're going to have to wait to see how all that unfolds, um, you know, later in November when the election is out of the way. Uh, for the calendar today, you have the Fed minutes at two o'clock. Um, you know, they could be interesting. Again, the one area of controversy with regards to Fed policy concerns quantitative easing. They're buying a lot of assets right now, 120 billion a month, but they're vague as far as how long that's going to continue for. Is that linked to the achievement of inflation like their rate objective is? Um, you know, could they increase the pace? Could they decrease the pace? Could they shift the average maturity of their portfolio? All those questions, I think, are up in the air. The minutes could shed some light on them. So if you see the minutes talk about possibly um, you know, exp extending the average duration of the portfolio, i.e. buying bonds further out on the curve. If they talk about how the pace of purchases could be increased, um, you know, I think all of that would be received well by the market. We'll have to see how, how, how that will all unfold. But the minutes at two o'clock today could be interesting. You have the VP debate tonight. Um, you know, again, this usually the VP debate is not very relevant for the race. 2012 was a small exception where you did see Biden come in and perform very well and help to correct um, Obama's poor performance in the first debate against Romney. But I don't think the VP debate tonight will be particularly impactful. And those are really the two last major events for this week um, in terms of major macro, um, in terms of major events that are on the actual calendar. Um, and just quickly looking into next week, um, the uh, Supreme Court nomination process is going to kick off on Monday. That's when hearings in the Senate start. Um, you know, I think Senate Republicans view this as being one of their last big opportunities to really kind of bolster themselves politically ahead of uh, November 3rd. The next presidential debate is scheduled for the 15th. Trump claims that he will be there. He wants the debate. Um, I think it will all come down to where his his COVID tests stand, um, you know, on the day before. If he's still testing positive, I, I don't think there will be a debate. 
Um, so all that remains up in the air, despite what Trump may say. You know, again, I think it's going to depend on if he's positive or negative um, in the 24 hours prior to it. Um, and then they obviously have earnings that kick off Tuesday morning on the 13th with banks. I think the banks will be somewhat anticlimactic this quarter, just given that we've heard from a lot of management teams just a couple of weeks ago at the Barclays conference. All of them are relatively explicit in giving you guidance for Q3. Um, you know, I think in the absence of stimulus and, and, and the fact that you're still going to have a lot of political uncertainty when these companies speak on their conference calls, you're probably not going to be, um, you, you know, they're probably not going to get be particularly bullish as far as the outlook is concerned. Um, you know, they're probably going to sound similar to how they did at the Barclays conference, just given, you know, uh, expressing how there's still a lot of uncertainty on the horizon. They'll have to wait to see how a lot of things unfold. Um, Apple's iPhone event is next Tuesday, the 13th. Um, and then Amazon's Prime Day also occurs um, next week as well. So that is everything for this morning. Like I said, relatively quiet. Um, you know, th- there was obviously some indigestion yesterday afternoon on those Trump's tweets, but I don't think people's views on the world are really dramatically different this morning than they were, um, you know, yesterday. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.